thank you for the little drops of knowledge that you were dropping on, on my son earlier. He needed that. <laughs> he did. He needed that. Hell so yeah. I, I appreciate that. No, anytime. It, that little <coughs> nugget of time uh, is more than any man ever, any grown up ever did for me growing oh, up. Oh, man. So oh. I, hope he, I hope he got something out of it. Well, I don't know if he does. He's sitting over there looking at his phone, and I know he hasn't completed his 50 push-ups. Yeah, well, I mean, you got the place bugged, so you'll be able oh, to find I'm out, gonna, right? I'm going to find out. I'm yeah. going to watch it. And if he, if he didn't do them and he cheated any of them, he's got 100 to do. So thanks for joining me on my podcast, man. I appreciate it. No, glad to be here. This is a little redundant because you and me do Owning It, and we've done over 50 episodes of that. So I don't know what we're going to talk about that we haven't already talked about, but my podcast is, a, is for hungry creatives, right? And I've always called you an artist. I just think you're kind of in denial about that. So whether you like it or not, I mean, I think that's why you're on the show. So I, I appreciate you taking time out of your business. Well, I think it's kind of crazy that I'm just now getting asked to come on your show. And this is a new podcast. I just started this. Oh, you just started? This is like episode five. I thought you had another one. This is, this is a new one. So you got a new one. Yeah, I, I, had, I had one with a buddy when we met, oh, and yeah. that, that didn't work out. Okay, I got you. Okay. We broke up. Okay, cool. Y'all broke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my A podcast is owning it. Oh. This is kind of like a side thing. Oh, I got you. I you got know you. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, thank you for being here, man. And so, you know, one thing that I want to talk about, because I get this question a lot, kind of like the stuff that you're doing with MTV, now you have like this other genre of people that, that know about you. I have a bunch of Dakota Meyer acolytes that have been following me and I always get the question how we met so I want to yeah. hear your side of that story you know I so I had told some guys that I needed like a d-rock kind of guy right and so they just they put out the tweet and I, cause I didn't want to do it under my name because I didn't know you know I didn't want a bunch of you know uh I wanted the right thing to happen like I didn't need somebody to do it because of who I was or know who who they were doing it for so they put it out there and, and then, you know, you respond or, or you, yeah, I think you responded mm -hmm. and they said, Hey, we got a guy, let's go meet him. So they set up the meeting and everything. And then I didn't even know your name or anything about you. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I looked at some of your videos before I got there. Did you? Yeah. I watched your videos before I got there and I was like, yeah, I'm in. So that's pretty in. embarrassing. A lot of the stuff that I was doing at the time was, was on an iPhone. Like I was just making iPhone videos. Yeah. I watched the one of you on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's many of those. So I don't know which one, yeah. but yeah, I was on the You're bus. You're a white shirt, I think. No, nah, I don't wear white shirts. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was something like that. But I will say at the time, man, like I had asked, I had some time from work. I was doing a, a nine to five sales job and I had asked for that Monday off because I was looking for other work and I responded to that tweet. And then, um, I remember taking a bus to this barbecue place yeah. and I was late and I had left early hours early because I wanted to be there on time. And I guess I took the wrong stop and so it, it it added like 30 minutes and i got there late and i was running to to this barbecue place and i was thinking man i don't even have money on me like to eat so i'm just gonna be this broke sweaty dude that got there and then i see you and i was listening to a podcast on the way over there uh that you were on i thought it was the tales of honor podcast maybe it is maybe it wasn't but you were talking about your story and i was like oh shit i didn't know now i talked to someone on the phone beforehand and they were saying yeah, this guy's the real deal. He has all these followers from all these different platforms. And I don't know if you know about his story. And I was like, I, I don't, not yet. And they're like, he's the real deal. So just, just so you know, you know, do your homework. And I was like, okay. So on the way over there, I was listening to this podcast and I was hearing your side of, of the story and getting on turrets and all this stuff. And I was, I was just like, what the fuck? I can't believe this. Then I started getting nervous and I don't get nervous. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have no expectations when it comes to this. I just want to shake this guy's hand. If I can shake this guy's hand, it's worth it. So I see you and you're this jacked 
Captain America looking dude and I'm like great this guy and me like what what could we possibly have in common I don't I don't really see anything of this look at him yeah. you know what I mean and and uh you guys were having barbecue Jerry was there Jerry. and uh I didn't know who was who by the way I didn't I didn't know if they were your boss or if you were their boss like I, it was a little intimidating at the time and uh one of the first things you told me was look I'm not looking to get married I'm not looking to to get married with, uh, to hire anybody, like nothing's for sure yet. And I was just like, that's cool. You know, I've, I've heard that before, you know? And I just remember knowing exactly what you needed, you know, and in my mind, I was like, okay, this guy needs Instagram micro content. This guy needs vlog content. I'm like, this guy, he's talking about a podcast. I'm already doing all that stuff on yep. the, on the indie ground level. All I gotta do is just do it for this guy. I'm like, that's, that's easy. I'm already doing that. And, uh, we said our goodbyes and I was like, cool. You know, I gotta go. And uh, I was going to go wait for a bus. And you're like, no, I'll, I'll take you home. And I was like, yeah. this guy. Yeah. I was like, this guy, you know, you, you offered me to eat. I know. If you, if you hadn't, if you'd have told me, I'd have came and picked you up. Isn't that, who does that? Who I walks mean, around I, with that I, entitled? I wouldn't have made you ride the bus there. But you didn't even know me. So? I could have been a psycho. I know, but you're going to give me your time, so. You were giving me your time. Oh, well. You were giving me your time. And, and, I, and I, I had not even Googled you yet, so I didn't know, you know, I, it wasn't until like, 48 hours later that Claire told me, you know, he's married to, to, to Bristol. I was like, I, I, what, what? The, like the, the Bristol. I was like, there's no way. And I Wikipedia you. And I was like, this guy's got a Wikipedia. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I just couldn't believe it. But, um, so I didn't know for a while and you gave me a ride back and I'm, you know, that ride back, I kind of figure out that the dude that you were, Yeah. but I, I've been burned just like, you know, we all have. And I still kind of had my guard up for a while. And I was like, this guy, he acts like the real deal, like a like an honor an honorable guy. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then sh <coughs> shortly thereafter, you know, I told Claire it was cool just meeting him. He took me home, and she was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, that that doesn't happen." And you know, there just for my listeners, like people who need to know, like Dakota, people message me saying, like, "Hey, is there any way that you can tell him if he wants to go hunting? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you come to this event? Can you come to this five k run?" And I can't even respond to all these, and, and I'm also not even an authority figure, but I know how much your time is worth, and mm -hmm. the fact that you took me, and it was out of your way. Oh my God. We're at your crib right now. It was completely out of your way, and I, I couldn't believe that, that you did that. That was really, really cool, and people would, would kill, they'd give their left nut for 15 minutes of your time. Oh shit, I don't know about all that. And you gave me an hour of your time at that time, so I thought that was great. You called me up, and you told me, you pretty much gave me an offer. Yeah. And tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I was driving home, and I was like, after I dropped you off, and I kept going back and forth with Jerry, and I'm like, man, like, I don't know, I don't know how, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, like, I don't know how this is going to, what this is going to turn into, but I was like, man, I just, like, I don't want anybody else to get him. I'm like, man, if he, if he talks to somebody else, like, people fucking get him in a heartbeat, like, I got to, like, I got to get this guy, I got to get him, <laughs> like, he can, he can, he can put together all my ideas, like, I, I remember looking at Jerry, and Jerry's like, ah, you know, give him a couple of days, you know, give him a couple of days, let him think on it. You don't need to offer him anything right now. You know, just let him think on it. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to play this car sales game. Right. Like, no, I'm just gonna call and make an offer. If he wants to come work for me, he can start tomorrow. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, it was on a, that was a Tuesday we met and it was on a Wednesday. I think um, it was a Thursday. We filmed some stuff at on it. I recall. Yeah. I made, yeah. Yeah. We started Thursday. Mm -hmm. No, or was it Wednesday? It was a Thursday. Yeah. So maybe we met on a Wednesday. No, we met on a Tuesday. On a Monday. No, it wasn't a Monday. Okay. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And then Wednesday, 
we got everything together. I sent you. No, you came to my house first, Wednesday. I think so. Yeah, so Wednesday you came to my house. We looked at what we needed to do for podcast stuff because we started mm -hmm. looking for a podcast table, and then Thursday we started filming it on it. That's right. And, um, yeah, I was like, man, I, I got to get this guy. I got to get him. I got to get him. I got to get him. This is exactly what I'm missing. This is what I need. And so. And I got paid on a Friday. Yeah. And that kind of changed my life because I've done so much free work. Yeah. I was working with a shout-out to Robert Gardner, uh, kind of like this yoga um, instructor and I, I had made anywhere between 500 to a thousand hours of content for him for free. Yeah. I was just doing it for experience and I was doing it, you know, I felt like if I was giving him content and I was giving him more than I was asking for a return, I, I felt like he'd be compelled to, to write a check and shove it in my pants. That's yeah. what, that was my philosophy. And I remember at the time, this isn't like a woe is me thing. It's just life. But the job I was working was, it was eating a lot of shit. It was making 125 cold calls a day and just getting no, 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 no. And I maybe made two deals in three months and it was, I was salesman. It was not my job. And that's one of the expectations I set with you was like, hey, there's a difference between sales and branding. Mm -hmm. I was like, I ain't gonna, I, sales, I can't do anything with yeah. that. But branding, that's a whole different story. Yep. And I think that you and me jived off with that. And I remember, you know, Things financially were pretty rough. If I didn't make uh, a couple of deals at work, I was like, I don't know if I can pay rent. That was pretty lame. And I had a comfy job at Apple before this, and I left for an, another opportunity. And, you know, I remember meeting you, and then I, I left my job, and I called in, and that was like the, you know, that was, a, that was a huge moment for me. You made my dream come true, making that phone call saying, like, no, I found something else that this is what I want to do, my dream job. And I hadn't even worked with you yet, but uh, I knew even if I just got 30 days, like I'm going to make a count. And that really changed my life. And needless to say, um, I had made a deal at work. And then with the paycheck that you got me, uh, I was able to make rent. And it, it, you know, I remember telling my mom and Claire, who were kind of worried, like, hey, Knives, you got to start charging people for work. And I remember telling you on the phone, I, I do this shit for free. And yeah. You're, and you're like, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that. And still yeah, to this I, day, I do it for free. Yeah, because I gave you, because, you know, I, I was... Like, I was really concerned about it. I mean, I knew you had kids and you had a wife, right? Obviously, I'd never met them yet. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine just, you know, having to switch a job like that. And, you know, you to be willing to take a chance on me after meeting me after one day to leave your job and put, you know, um, put the, I mean, the livelihood of your family in my hands was like, was serious. So that's why I came home and, you know, with the contract that I wrote you up, I mean, I even told you, I put in the contract that no matter what, you know, if, if you decide to quit tomorrow or, uh, or anything like that, I'll still pay you for 60 days so that you can find a job. Like that was, that was what I, you know, I put in that contract so that you would feel secure for your, mm -hmm. I mean, I felt like I owed you that for your family. If you're willing to put the chance on me that I need to give you that back. Well, I hope you know that I, I man, like you, you are on a different level. That's, that's not what kind of employer does that. Have you ever worked for an employer that did, that did that? No. So you're on a holy, you're on a different level. Like yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you make up your own rules. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I do. That's why I work for myself. Right. Cause I don't want to work for other people who are money driven, who are, who worry about themselves, who go buy fucking cars instead of pay their fucking employees. Right. Who go out and, and want to talk about themselves. And I made this, like when I hear people, when I hear CEOs say shit, like I made this. Yeah. They didn't make shit. You know what they did? At, at, at best, at very best, they made the idea. Mm -hmm. The people that they employ made it for them. So when I see CEOs out there talking about, well, I made this, I did this, I did this, I made, I made $70 million in sales. Motherfucker, you didn't make shit. 
The people, the people in there, your employees made it for you. You're fucking welcome. I hate, I hate, hate, and I've distanced myself from people like that. I believed in people like that, right? And then I look at them and I distance myself because I see how unhappy their fucking employees are. And I know that they're, they're, they're on a ticking time bomb. And I never want that, right? I never want that. I don't care if I could go buy 10 or 15 or 17 cars or, or go to all these symposiums and walk around and talk about how great I am or how many millions I've made. Dude, I worry about how my employees look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, so if success is putting money in your pocket and fucking your employees over, I promise you're driving down a road out of control that you're going to fucking crash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to be like that. And so I, I, I look at all these people that do that and I'm like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. I don't care if, I don't care if, if, if being that person is what makes you millions, I'll be broke for the rest of my life because I refuse to ever drop myself to that level to be a scumbag like that. So, I mean, I, that's what I try to do, you know, no matter what, you know, with, with, you know, the employees at Flipside, with anybody who ever works for me, I want them to, number one, know how much I appreciate them, right? My grandfather, uh, you know, you never got to meet him. It's unfortunate. But he was a Marine, but he also, I mean, he, he had his own companies. I mean, he's, he's, he's built huge jobs. He did construction, right? He was an estimator, civil engineer. And um, the one thing everybody always told me, your grandpa was hard. He was an asshole. He was firm. But what he did every single day with all of his employees was at the end of the day, no matter what, no matter how much he yelled at you all day, no matter how hard he was on you, no matter how pissed he got at you, no matter how much you all cross wires up, right? Mm -hmm. He always thanked you for your work every day. He always, at the end of the day, hmm. I appreciate you. I appreciate your work. <clears throat> and that's what people remember him as. They, they remember him as that asshole. They remember him as hard, firm, as direct, as loud, as intimidating. But he always thanked you for your work at the end of the day, hmm. no matter what. And um, he was fair. And that's what I want to be. I mean, I want to inspire to be, I want to be hard. I want to be, I don't want, I'm not saying be an asshole for no reason, but I mean, we all need a kick in our ass sometimes, right? We all need to be called out on our shit. I mean, all of us. We all need uh, um, retuned, right? And I want to be all those. I want to be hard, firm, fair, and I also want people to know how much I appreciate them. And I appreciate them more than I appreciate, you know, the money. See, that's one thing that, that you taught me, and you've taught me a lot. I mean, I'm telling you, like, God forbid, Nick, if you and me, you know, when our separate rays, like two ships passing in the sea, like what you have taught me and how you've inspired me is fucking priceless. And I will take that. And I remember we, what was it? Admiral McRaven? General oh, Woods? Admiral McRaven? I remember. Did he say the thing, you know, you inspire 10 people and they inspire 10 people. And so I, yeah. I feel like you've already accomplished that uh, with me alone, let alone the, <coughs> the thousands of people that, that you've inspired. But just learning everything from you, this is one of the most priceless things that I can offer people and it's, it's true and you just have to take my word for it or, or find someone out there that can, that can show you. But you taught me in about a week that, that wealth is not about money. It's not. That wealth is how you treat people. It's a state of mind. Yep. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the things, all the material possessions. But if you act poor in your actions, you're poor. You're, 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 that's real poverty. That wealth is a state of mind. I've never really been a materialistic person. And I don't really, that doesn't do anything for me. And I know that 
right now, maybe it's like the Instagram culture where people are just presenting their, their best selves, the highlight reel. But I know that that's like the most provocative, seductive quality that people are looking at right now. Like, you know, the, the, the entrepreneurs, the, the, the wannabes, the, the, that's what they're, that's what they're aiming for. The guys that, that want the, see, I don't even know fancy cars, Cadillacs and shit. Um, I, I realized it, I connected the dots with you cause you know, I've let people in and I'm like, I trust this person. I'll, I'll wait till they burn me and then you get fucked. Yeah. And so with you, I was like, dude, I'm just going to go all in with this guy. Cause that's what he needs like to, to be able to follow you. I mean, there are times where I spent more times with you than I did my yeah. spouse, 100%. my kids. And that's just what it is. And that's what I signed up for. It takes a certain kind of nut to want to do that. And I'm one of those. And it was going to Kentucky and being on one of those four wheelers with your dad yeah. and how, shout out to big Mike, how tender and cool and sweet and compassionate he was. I was like, Oh, this is where Dakota gets it from. This is where he picked it up. He learned it. This is who he really is. It wasn't, you know, how much money you have in the bank, you know, your house, anything like that. I was like, it's, it's in his actions every single day. And Wealth is a, I mean, you can have no money and just treat people really, really well. And I believe that karma's practical and it'll come back to you. It sounds like you picked that up from your grandpa. Yeah, I, I did. You know, I mean, my dad, my grandfather, you know, they, you know, I'm not materialistic. I mean, people, people beat me up on MTV because I wear the same shirt over and over. It's not the same shirt, obviously, right. but like, I'm just a simple guy. I don't know the last time I bought a t-shirt, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the only time I ever buy clothes is if I have to buy clothes, right? Mm -hmm. um, if I have to go to an event that requires an, an attire. And you know what? And the only, the only events that I wear anything other than T-shirts and shit to is if somebody's paying me to be there because that's not the type of person that I am. You know, this is me. I'm a T-shirt, jeans. I'm just a guy from Kentucky. Uh, I, I don't, I've got more than I deserve. I don't deserve to be sitting in a house like this. I mean, I don't, I don't deserve anything. I don't deserve to, to have the life that I've given. I mean, I'm, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about who I am. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not out there coaching people on how to have businesses. I'm not building bazillion dollar businesses and driving fucking Rolls Royces, right? Like I, I don't give a shit about that life. Uh, cause guess what? Those people are, most people like that. They're lonely. The people who are around them are around them because they want to ride in nice cars and they want what they can give them. Um, the people who talk about money are, are the ones who, who are, who are usually the loneliest. I mean, I've known some of the richest guys there are, and got more money than they know. And guess what? They're fucking lonely. Mm -hmm. They're fucking lonely. I know, you know, a, a lot of them are, and I don't want to be that. You know, I, m me, I, I would rather be living in a cardboard fucking box and, and being a, a father to being being present in my kid's life than I would to, to be rich and have millions of dollars and have, you know, uh, tons of houses and being able to take them on yachts and boats and helicopters and private jets. I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's not, it's just not who I am. It's not who I was raised to be. And it's not the qualities that my family instilled in me. And the number one quality I think, and I think this is what made me live what, what got me through in Afghanistan. I, I mean, I, I was close to my Afghans. I mean, you take no matter what, and that's why I look at these people who just, I hear I, 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 mm -hmm. I, I built this company. Like when I hear somebody say, I built this company. So you did it by yourself. So you were sitting there doing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. You did it. You know, you, you put all those orders in boxes. No, yeah. no false. You didn't do shit. You didn't do shit. We did it. Right. And it's, it's those people who forget they are, uh, they're spiritually bankrupt. They're emotionally bankrupt. 
they're internally bankrupt is what I call them. Does the Marine Corps instill the, the we-ness yeah, about Yeah, because guess that? what? Guess what? Guess what? There, there's none of us who are going out there operating by ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's none of us who got to do anything. I mean, you know, no matter what, even if you're the only guy on the ground fighting, even if, guess what? And you call an air support? Well, guess what? Guess what? Somebody had to fuel up that plane. Somebody had to fuel up that helicopter. Somebody had to put the munitions on it. There has to be a pilot flying it. There had to be somebody to do the maintenance on it. There's nothing you do in your life that's by yourself. There's nothing. There's nothing you do by yourself. I don't care. I don't care what you think you do. You don't do it by yourself. And the day that you feel that you're doing everything on your own, you're internally bankrupt. You're internally bankrupt and you have lost all grasp of life. And how you treat people is going to be how you're defined. I don't care how much money you got. Money doesn't make you happy. If that's where you're searching for happiness, it ain't going to be there. I can go ahead. Let me go ahead and, and, and break the news to you, right? It's the people who you surround yourself with. It's how you treat people, how people, you know, people, I've been able to get everything that I have because I've been good to people around me and, and I believed in them and, and they believed in me. And, and I, I, you know, I think that that's the best quality. I mean, Afghanistan, I have the medal of honor because of everybody around me. I would be dead today if it wasn't for my Afghans. I'd be dead today. People who couldn't believe further from me. But you know what they never questioned? They knew I believed in them. They knew I believed in them. They knew I cared about them. They knew I would die for them. And that's what makes the difference, right? I mean, how many people you know in your life would really die for you? Not very many. Do you question if I would? No. Okay, you know what I mean? And then guess what? I don't know how many people around me would question that. That's right. So if you've got somebody like... like I mean, we, I mean, I can't sit here and say that we haven't crossed lines up, that we haven't been on different spectrums, mm-hmm. but there's never been a question of, are you going to be working for me tomorrow? Mm-hmm. There's never been a question of, of we haven't agreed on things and we've had to get back on the same page, but that's fucking life. That's relationships. I mean, that's, you can't drive a car down the road, put it on cruise control and not touch the steering wheel and expect not to crash. Right. I mean, it's just not realistic. Right. You, 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 it's just, it's just part of life. And I think that that's probably the thing that I see is, is, is I don't care if you think you're in a car business. I don't care if you're in a canvas business. I don't think you, I don't care if you're, uh, in a, in a steel business, you're not in that business. What you are is you're in a people business and you take care of your people and they'll, your people will take care of you. And do you think that you pick that up from your grandpa? I picked it up from my dad, my grandfather. I see how my dad treats his employees. My dad runs, you know, a company. He doesn't run it, but he's he's but, a manager. But even as a kid, you were picking that up. Like I mean, I, I, I'm asking that because you know we talk, we opened this up with with my son and with kids, and even with a spouse. Like, how do you know when your actions took? I mean, but you, you, they don't take. Your actions don't take. Okay. People watch you. Mm-hmm. They don't take. Like you're not going to go over and say something to Aiden mm-hmm. and him take it. But what does he watch you do every so day? So how did it take root for you? I mean, because they lived it. I see. They lived it. My grandfather sh- shook everybody's hand. I mean, it, my grandfather and my dad, they live it. Mm-hmm. They live it. They take care of people. And it just, that's the way it is. I mean, that's the, you know, it's not about what somebody wears or where they come from, the color of their skin, their religion. It's about who they are. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're a male or female. It doesn't matter if you come from billions of dollars or you come from nothing. Like, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're all the same and treat everybody the same. You know, I'm not going to go out and treat somebody different because they got more money or because they have less money or because they fucked up their life and, and before because they've made yeah. mistakes. We've all made mistakes. We're all the same. I treat people based off how they treat me, right? And that's the way that you should treat everybody. 
I've had the privilege of, of hearing you talk to Marines countless times. And I, I always love it when you, when you bring up your Afghans, yeah, um, your interpreter and, and everybody. And I think that's kind of one of the most valuable things that, that you can say. We live in such a tribal mindset right now, yep. culturally, where it's just we like do. just peop, just Americans or just white people or just we're, black we're people. We're more segregated now than we've ever been. It feels like that, right? It is. And every time you enlighten the Marines and you tell them that, I always hope that, that it takes root and that it takes because you, you've, you've lived it. Now, when you were over there in Afghanistan, just because you brought it up, I'm curious, like how much of it is, is self-preservation to to treat people well and how much of it is compassion? I mean, I think it's empathy. Mm -hmm. I think it's empathizing. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know any other way. I don't know any other way. I don't, I don't know any other way. Like, I mean, I, I mean, these people are willing to go, go stand and put, put their life on the line just as I was, you know? And I mean, and I mean, what, who am I to, to look down on anybody? I mean, the thing I hear people say a lot, and I, I think it's, I, I, I can't stand when they say it, is, you know, well, you have to earn my respect. Mm-hmm. Well, motherfucker, who do you think you are to entitled that I need to earn shit off you? Earn your respect? What does that mean? What does that mean that I, what do I have to do to come in and earn your respect? Mm-hmm. Kiss your ass. Yeah. I, I don't have to earn shit. How about I can lose it? You can lose my respect, mm-hmm. but I respect you just as a human being walking down the road. I respect you for who you are. I'll start out with respect for you. Mm-hmm. You can lose it. You can choose to lose it. But these people walk around, well, you, you have to earn my trust and respect. I don't need to earn shit from you. Who, who are you to be the almighty great that I need to earn something from you? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that even mean, right? Like, when you start talking like that, that's like, you're entitled. That's like people who say the word deserve. I hate the word deserve. There's nobody in this world that deserves shit. You don't deserve anything. Honestly, everybody in this world, everybody, let me say this, everybody who lives in the United States of America, I'll speak for my country. Mm-hmm. Everybody who lives in the United States of America, you have more than you deserve. Hmm. Now, are you worthy? You're, you might be worthy of a lot, but you have more than you deserve. Mm-hmm. You have more than you deserve. You were, you were just born. You were just, you were just born in a country where you didn't have to worry about getting blown up walking down the road. You didn't have to worry about, you know, somebody cutting your head off or, or worrying about water. Yeah. Worrying about clean water. There's places in this world that clean water. Like I was telling your, you know, your son this morning, there's, there's villages and places in this world at 13 that he would be considered a man and he would be doing man responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve shit. And the day that you walk around and think you deserve something or the day you think that, that you're even, you, you deserve to be treated a certain way or the day that you wake up and you look at somebody and you think that you're owed something, you're done. See, that's one thing uh, th- that has inspired me with people in, in my inner circle, you know, um, giving them responsibilities and, and just trust, even if I don't know if they can pull it off. But I know that if I believe in them wholeheartedly and if I if I live up to my end, something tells me that they that they'll live up to their end. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like taking a leap of faith a little bit. No, I mean, uh, yeah. But what, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? I mean, so the way I look at it here. The way I look at it is that the only people who don't take chances like that are weak people. The only people who say that you deserve, like you have to earn my trust, is somebody who's not strong enough to go ahead and trust you and, and be able to, to come back from whatever you do to them. Because hmm. they're weak. They have, to, they have to do it on their terms. and they have Because they're fucking weak. 
Like I'll come in and I'm, I know I can trust you off the bat. And I know that, that whatever you might do to lose my trust, I know for a fact that I'm stronger than that and I can recover from it. Hmm. So bring it, I'll learn from it, but I would rather, I'd rather come in and trust someone and, and believe in someone and them let me down than to miss the opportunity of believing in someone and them not letting me down. And the people who aren't willing to do that are the weak people. I think that's a winning perspective, man. I mean, I think that's the, that's the difference. It's all a matter of, I mean, you, I remember one of the first conversations we ever had was about the lens of life. Yeah. What do you choose to focus on? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got that dialed in and you believe it, don't you? I, yeah, I, mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe it. I mean, do I have it dialed in? I mean, I think that, I think, you, you know, I think there's a humanization piece of this, right? That you can't control. Um, it's kind of like on your iPhone when you're taking a photo and like, let's say that I want to like, you got three people in there and like, or, or, or two people and in the background. Right. And, you know, I think you always have to be conscious of it. I mean, I have to do it all the time. I have to dial myself back in because I get off, but you know, like, let's say you wanted to focus on, on the person and not the background, but the camera autofocuses and goes to the background, right? But you have to dial it back into what you want to be focused on and what's important to you. And I think that you have all this outside pressure in life that's, mm-hmm. well, you need to do this, or this is the way you need to do it. I mean, I get that shit all the time. I get people do that. Well, you're a Medal of Honor recipient. You need to act like this. Fuck you. I'll act however I want. Mm-hmm. Until you pay my bills, until you come in and, and you live my life, until you start answering for my actions, then fuck you. I'll live however I want to live. Mm-hmm. I'll say what I want to say. I'm willing to die for what I say and what I live for, right? And if you're not willing to do that, then shut up, right? So I think that like you have to dial it back in because that autofocus, whenever it goes to it on your phone, you know, in that, in that lens or whatever, even on a camera, right? Mm-hmm. It can go to the opposite thing of what you want to be dialed in on. I think you have to make sure that you don't get so lazy that you put your, your life lens on autofocus and that you make sure that you're always adjusting it and putting it on manual. And I think you have to be really careful about that because if you don't, you'll get off on the wrong path. And then you'll turn around and you've lived a life for what everybody else thinks and nobody gives a shit, right? And I've done that. I've done it. Man, I lived a life what everybody thought I should do and I was trying to be what they wanted me to be. And I'll tell you, man, when, when, when the hard times hit, when the shit hits the fan, all these people who, who were sitting there telling you, this is how you should do things, this is how you should live, you know, this is the way you do it. If you don't do it this way, you know, you're going to let everybody down. All these people who had all these opinions, let me tell you what, when I was in my hardest moments, the motherfuckers didn't answer the phone. They weren't there to help me. They weren't there to help me. And guess what I figured out? Guess what I figured out? I looked around and I started putting it in perspective of why this person think I should do it this way. Well, because they were getting something out of it. They were getting something out of it. <laughs> Everybody was sucking from you and you didn't even know it. They came <laughs> in and I call, them, I call them snake oil salesmen. <laughs> they're selling this oil that you know, it comes in. It's like, hey, I got this oil. You put it on, it'll, it'll heal your broke arm. Right? I mean, and, and I realized that, man. And after that, I said, you know what? I'll say and do and be who I'm willing to fall for. And I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it, not for anybody. Because I believe it. I believe it. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'd rather be wrong. I've been wrong by trying to live a life that other people told me to. At least I'll be wrong for living a life that I thought I was doing right, not what everybody else thought was right. And that's the way everybody has to do it, whether it's in business, whether it's in your family, whether it's being a father, being a husband, being a wife, being a brother, being a friend. You have to live that way. Don't say or do anything that you're not willing to fall for. And that's the way you live it, right? I call 100%. it, it's the savage lifestyle. Yeah. It's a savage lifestyle. I got to say, a lot of people throw that word around, but when you say it, I get a little scared. 
I mean, I get a little scared. There's nothing to be scared of because guess what? I get a little what? scared because you I mean you can turn on that switch. And, yeah. and there's a fucking sa- there's a real savage in there. Not a guy, not a guy with a cool haircut. It is, but you know what? That's the way that's the way that's the way life should be. Like like you know, I hear the word savage like like I don't I don't look at it as like this guy comes through that, you know, destroys the, you know, destroys the world and does this and that. Like I look at it as a guy who's rough, who is a product of his environment, of the fights and the life fights he's been through, who cares, who's honorable integrity, but at any point in time that you go after what he believes in, goes after his family, goes after what he's fought for and what he's, what he's, what he's built up, it's over. He's going to eat you. It's going to eat you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think about that, um, and it's been very apparent lately because you've got into skydiving. You have yeah. 89 jumps or so? 85. 85. And I've been watching you do that. It's it's weird. It feels like you've been doing it for half a year, but it's yeah. been two months. Yeah, about eight weeks. Yeah. And I've watched you jump maybe 20, 30, 40 times. And I see how nervous you get still. Yeah. And the day you get lazy and you just rely on those autofocus, you know what I mean? That's the day something terrible can happen. 100%. So you go into it every single time, double checking, cross checking, mm-hmm. everything. You know, you want to see the people even the that, guys around me, even them. Yeah, you want to see them packing their bags. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I've seen you apply that. Um, I mean, it, it saved your life. Yeah, that process. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty scary to me, man. You know, I, you know this. I'm a civilian, so I've I've never really had to. I've never been in a gunfight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. even know. With these shootings that happen and you see them on the news, like we always think we know what we would do when we get there. But mm. I mean, how many times have, have you been tested? Over a hundred times? Uh, I don't know. A bunch. I, I mean, bunch. does it get any easier? No. No, I mean, it doesn't get any easier. It's always a choice. And I mean, anybody who tells you that there's no hesitation in them just hasn't been shot at enough. Just hasn't been in a bad enough situation. I mean, it's kind of like at the plane. Anybody who tells you that there's that nothing in nothing crosses their mind when they're about to come out of that door, I, I'd I'd say they're a liar. Yeah. Either that or they're just not like they're psycho. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I've been in gunfights where, you know, afterwards I've just laid there and cried. Really? Like, yeah, that I can't believe that I'm still alive. Like, I can't. Like, I've been so scared, man. That I mean, gunfights. I've been, you know, I've been held at knife point down in Charleston, South Carolina, in the back of a cab before. I mean, you know, obviously my fight instinct took over, but I didn't. But afterwards, I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Um, you know, I, there's been, you know, car wrecks. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of shit, and it's like, at any point that you don't think, like, I mean, that you're not scared. I mean, I, I, I mean, the car wreck, you know, probably eight weeks, eight or nine weeks ago, you know, with the woman that her head bounced off, you know, the car hit her on the side and her head hit the, the, the front of the, the van. I mean, I was scared to death. Like I was scared to death. Um, and it wasn't even me hurting. I was scared for her, you know? And it was, I think that, that, that it's always a choice, you know, it's a choice. It's a choice to either run away or run into it. And I think that, you know, I I can't say that either one's wrong, but you just have to be willing. I think that for me, the only reason I'm willing to do it is because I have to live with myself after that. And the people who can live with themselves by not doing anything in those situations, good for them. Good for them. They, They played it safe. Good for them. 
but that's not me. I mean, I would rather, as the quote goes, I would rather die standing on my feet than I would to live. I would rather die standing on my feet than to live a day on my knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. You know, I feel like, um, the majority of the internet, you know, those voices that don't say this, don't say that come from being inoculated and being maybe too safe. How do they lose sight of that? How do they not have that perspective? It's because they're weak. Yeah. I go back to the weakness. They're weak. You know, if you get offended, it's not because of what's coming at you. It's because you're fucking weak. It's like you're weak. Like hmm. it, it has nothing to do with, you know, let people be who they want to be, right? Like, like wh- why does it matter to you? Does it affect you? Does what I say affect you? Like, is it going to change your life? No, then if you don't like it, then don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Go away, right? If you don't like what I do, then don't, don't follow me. Why do you feel the need to go comment on my shit, right? Like, like, okay, I am who I am. Be who you are, you know? But people attack other people because they're fucking weak, not because they're strong. Mm-hmm. They attack other people for their looks or by what they wear or shit like that. They attack them because they're fucking weak. Like they, they're, they're so insecure and they're, 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 they're so weak and such a loser that, that they have to go attack everybody else's lives. That's what I look at all these reporters that do it. Mm-hmm. Vultures. Like, like I couldn't imagine how messed up, like I want to start a site one day, a site one day that goes around and exposes all these reporters. <laughs> like, you know, they're always writing stories on everybody else. I want to go write stories on them. Right. On their lives. It's fair, right? Yeah. Fair, right? Mm-hmm. I want to I own a site like that one day. You know, you, you look at all these people and it's like, just, just, just go, go be who you want to be. This is America. Mm-hmm. Stop bitching about it. If you stop, if you put half as much attention into your life of being better as you did into ruining everybody else's, fuck, imagine how happy you'd be. And guess what? A guy told me yesterday, he said, you, it, it costs the same amount to be in a good mood as it does to be in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And which guy gets laid more? <laughs> That's a fact. Right? That's a fact. I mean, think about it. Who, 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 who do people want to be around more? Right. And it costs the same amount. I agree. So why not just be fucking happy? I agree. That, that, that even though I completely agree with that, if you're in an argument with a, a woman, I mean, I don't think that'll go over yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't like. I'm not. I don't live by that, right? Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. I don't live by that. I'm just telling you what a guy told me on an airplane. No, no, 100. percent You know, I, I uh, I've had Claire on this podcast, and uh, just wanted to shed some insight on, on what it's like to put up with me, and uh, I've gotten some some pretty good nuggets of wisdom from you when it comes to, when it comes to relationships as well. So I kind of want to talk <coughs> about that for a little bit. Um. I know you get this question. We just did a Q and A about being married. Like, what what scares you? What scares you in a relationship? Because uh, not to sound gay or anything. Not that there's wrong with that, but just from what you're saying, like, why wouldn't a woman want to be with you? I'm sure that's not the problem. You know, yeah. you're a protector. You're a provider. You love yeah. more than you ask. Yeah, but you know what, man? Like, I'm also I'm hard. Like also like I, I mean, you're hard, but you're also very compassionate and emotional as well. Yeah, But you know, man, I mean, like I'll, I mean, yeah, but that also sometimes comes off as controlling. 
hmm. right? Like protecting, like things like that. It also comes off as controlling sometimes, right? And I don't know. I don't, I just can't ever imagine finding a woman that I could trust enough to believe in me enough to be with me, right? Like I don't know that I could trust somebody to do that. I mean, that. surely you don't have that problem of women believing in you? Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I could ever find a woman who got to know the real me, who lived with me daily, who, who was consistently with me. That would ever, that would ever see enough in me to be with me. You really feel that way? One hundred percent. I mean, I, we just finished doing a Q and A a couple minutes ago, and, and people tell you that you're too hard on yourself. I hear it and read it all the time. People tell me to tell you that you're too hard on yourself, and and you are with good with good reason. Um, but when it comes to I, I feel like intimacy is, is letting down that guard, right? Yeah, I mean, and I'm not willing, I'm willing to let down the guard. Yeah. But I mean, I don't have any expectations for anybody back, mm-hmm. right? And I just don't see, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I believe that, you know, I, I don't see that if everything that I put into Bristol didn't work, I don't see that I could put anything more into anybody else and it work either. I know you gave it your all. I mean, I, I gave it my best. I gave it my all, you know, and it wasn't enough. And so it's fine. Like, but I just, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a different duck. I'm a, I mean, you know, you, I'm, I'm kind of like a duck on water, right? Like, you know, you look on top and it looks graceful and it looks like it's just floating along and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Right. But below the surface, I mean, those fucking legs are moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, they are doing everything they can to keep that duck looking graceful. That's kind of like my life. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, and, and I'll, t- I, I mean, that's why I'm upfront about it. When people ask about it, like, you don't want to date me. Like, trust me, I don't want to ruin your life. Let me ask you something. Are you, are you needy in a relationship? No, I don't know. Nope. It, it, I, I mean, I, I mean, what could a woman give you that you don't already have uh, other than, you know, loyalty and. I mean, that's all I would want. I mean, that's all. I mean, you know. I asked this, I, I want, I would want the same from a wife as I would want from anybody else. Right. Like. Mm-hmm forgiveness I'm, I'm gonna fuck up people fuck up i mean i would never i would never i would never not be loyal to you you know what i mean but i, I don't ask for much but i mean i, I don't know i guess I, i've never gotten it so i guess i'm not worthy of it right i mean and here's the other thing i think probably like let's put the real the real problem where the real problem is is i don't look in the mirror and see a guy that's worthy of it so i can't imagine anybody else seeing a guy that's worthy of it let me tell you something that i've picked up in the past few years or past, I don't know, however many months we've been working together. When we met, I was an atheist. And I don't really talk about this publicly because it's boring. Who, nobody, why would it concern <coughs> anybody? But, you know, this, not just the circumstances of, of meeting you, that too many, I don't even call them coincidences, had to happen for us to jive. Like, it's weird. It's really weird. And uh, I can't even take responsibility for it everything yeah and most of all your who you are i I, the dots connected to me clear as crystal that there is a god who is so powerful so mighty the creator of of every particle in the universe and i believe in a god that would forgive you ultimately yeah, well, of course. But I mean, guess what? I, I believe in I, that. I think that's our God. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, I have no doubt that God's going to, like, that God forgives me. I mean, you know, I mean, I haven't done anything that's that, that's that bad, right? You mean that? I do, 100%. But that doesn't mean, 
that humans on earth are like, that's why he is God and we are not. I understand. So I agree, but <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't, if I knew the equation, I'd fix it. Right. But I, I don't know. Well, take this for example. I'm not a woman, but I love you. And I don't think you reject that. No, I mean, I don't, I haven't, I don't reject anybody. Okay. So it's not that. But in order to, like, this is when I knew I had, I, I went all in with Claire, you know, I was talking to, and she knows this, I was talking to other girls at the time, and I was, I would always hold back, and I didn't give them everything, mm -hmm. and I didn't tell them everything about me, but with Claire, I was like, let me just tell her the truth, let me just give one person the entire perspective, and I realized, this was some time ago, I realized that in order for me to really accept her love for me, like I had to love myself. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I could accept it. Yeah. And it was like the hardest thing to do yeah. for whatever fucking reason it was. Surely you can do that. Maybe someday. Well, then ultimately, you know, it ain't, it ain't a female's fault, right? I, I just said, where did I just put the blame? So what would have to happen in a hypothetical universe where where you could connect those dots and, and love that, love that part of you. I don't know. I know, I know you don't know, but if you did, I don't know, man, I don't know. I don't know. There are people that don't have a 10th of the courage you have a 10th of the compassion, the empathy, the love, the intelligence. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not willing to take the chance, but what I'm telling you is I don't like, I don't, I mean, I don't see. Has that conflict been there um, how old is that conflict? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's forever. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't. Did you feel that way growing up? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the answers to it. You know, I, I don't. I just. I don't see any reason in trying it. You're certainly worthy of it. I, well, I mean, it depends on who you ask, right? You know, I think when ask. I'm asking you, I mean, I, and the only person you're the only person that matters. I mean, you would think so. You would hope so. Right, you would hope so. I don't know what I'm worthy of and what I'm not. But I, I do... Well, like you said earlier, you may not deserve it. You probably yeah, I don't, don't. I don't deserve it. But you're certainly worthy. I may, maybe. That's an opinion, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I just... But I could never... I could never see myself... I could never see myself doing it. Hmm. I just don't. I don't... I just don't... I just don't see... I mean, I would, man, I would be so afraid to bring somebody in my life right now because I would be afraid of how much hurt there would be for them. You know what I mean? How I mean, much of that is, is your celebrity? I mean, that's, I mean, that's part of it, right? I mean, like I look at the articles that people write about Bristol about, you know, and I mean, I, I just that part of it, just a part of how evil the world is. I mean, you know, and, and it's not fair. It's not fair to have to live your life in the face of the nation, right? I mean, Bristol gets beat up for, for shit that, that everybody's done. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? I mean, you take 17 years old. She had a kid. How many other people did that? Yeah. Okay. She didn't start that. She didn't start that. Mm -hmm. Did she deserve to be called a whore or barstool? Or did she deserve all these fucking shitty names that evil people say? I mean, you know, say what you want to, but I mean... I mean, most people, if they put up with a tenth of what she's had to put up with in the comments in the face of the nation, yeah. I mean, they they'd be in a fucking a, most a, people would quit a, that a mental institution. I agree, I agree with that. You know, so we look at women who have these insecurities, and fuck, they ain't got no problems compared. I mean, just just take that part of it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so it's like, you know, why would I want to, why would I want to ruin somebody's life like that? Hmm. Why would I want to bring them in to this arena and ruin their life like that? Why? Well, I'd certainly want to put out the, the frequency out there that that's really, that's really on them. Right. Well, you can say that, but guess what? But it's true. I mean, they have to be, they have to own that part. You're true. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? But, and that's also not your fault. Like that you don't control that. No, you're right. I don't, I don't, but you know what? Like I can control if I bring them into it. True. So maybe you don't control it. You don't control what people say, but you control if they have to be exposed to it. And the best way you can do that to protect them is by not bringing them in your life. You know, that's what superheroes say when they don't tell their the girlfriends that they're actually Superman to protect them, their secret identity. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I would love to be able to give, you know, a, a, a woman. I mean, guess what? And I tried that with Bristol. But guess what? Like the, the results of what people have done to her for f- fucking 10 years. I couldn't overcome that. I couldn't overcome the the insecurities that's been set because of what people say on social media about her. I couldn't overcome I couldn't overcome, you know, the the environment, you know, that sh- she grew up in. I couldn't overcome I couldn't overcome those things. And so why would I want to bring somebody else into something? I think you take those 10 years of being in the spotlight, you take you take that, you know, her at 17 you know, having a kid in the face of the nation and, and, and then it being in the face of some of the most hypocritical shitbags in the world, the Republican Party talking shit about it, who half their fucking kids have done the same shit. Mm-hmm. You take that one aspect out of it and I bet you me and her are still married today. That's interesting. So... Mm-hmm. You know, why would I want to bring anybody in that? Why would I want to ever expose anybody to that? And that's one of my biggest fears of life is, is that what my daughters are going to have to go through? Is that, that's rough. Is, is that what they're going to have to go through? That's really rough. I'll tell you one thing that your daughters have, and it's in their favor, is, is you as a dad. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Bristol had me too, and I couldn't overcome it. But you're not her dad. No, I'm not her dad, but I was her husband. And I still couldn't overcome the shit that people talk on the outside, right? Who don't even know, who don't have a clue. I mean, I mean, you, you, you know, and it's like, I worry about my daughters. I worry about if they fuck up, is it going to be in the face of the nation? Is everybody going to read about it and judge them? I fucked up. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine my shit being followed by all these people mm-hmm. and, 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 and viewed in the, I mean, I couldn't imagine the decisions I was making at 17, 18, 19, 20 years old to yeah. be in the face of the nation. You know, so I, I worry about it for my kids. I worry about it. You know, my kid goes to school and let's say my kid gets into a fight or gets caught drinking at a party. The world's going to know. Yeah. And they're going to be beat down. How fucked up is that? So what angle do you come from as a father? Because this is new territory. Like human beings, this is, this is very recent. I, you know what? I just have to protect them from it as much as I can. And I have to make them as fucking strong as they can because they've got to fight like no other. How are you going to do that? I'm just going to do it every day. I'm going to tell them how much I, I'm going to make sure that I love them every day. I'm going to, I'm going to put into them every day. I'm going to let them know their worth. I'm going to make sure they know their worth. Right? You don't, you don't fix, like you, you don't, 
you don't you don't you don't you don't do you don't protect teen pregnancy by birth control and by um sex ed you do it by showing your your kids what they're worth you do it by hmm. you do it by educating them obviously but showing them their worth mm-hmm. you know that you're worthy of a relationship yeah, of a future. Of a future. Freedom. Freedom. Right. And, you know, that's that's what I want to instill in my daughters. I want to instill in them how, how much they matter, that it doesn't take a man to make you worthy. It doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what other people say about you. That That's never, that's never what's going to be, you don't, don't find your worth from the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Find your worth from inside and know your worth. And, and you better know your worth because people are always going to be questioning your worth. You know, life right. is kind of like a, it's kind of like the ocean. And you've got, you know, you're out in the ocean on your boat, right? Your boat's whatever boat you've built. And every day you should be working on your boat because that's you, right? Your boat is you, is who you are as a vessel. Like that's you as a vessel of life. But it's out in the ocean. And don't ever question that, that there's fucking sharks everywhere. Mm-hmm. No matter how beautiful the water is, there's fucking sharks everywhere. They're everywhere. You might, you just can't see them. Like the one thing you can guarantee is every time you swim in the ocean, you swim with sharks. Hundred percent, like you just don't see them, right? right? But that's the life oceans. There's always the sharks who are coming at you, going to attack you, and they're going to attack you from behind. They're going to they're going to come and they're going to eat your leftovers, right? And they're going to they're going to come and just just be nasty. And they're going to be that fear, that unknown fear. And then you also got the pirates, the pirates of life, who are going to come in and they're going to raise their flag and they're going to attack you. And it could be a boat that you think's your friend, boat that you don't. You know, and that's, that's, but guess what? You always have to be working on your boat to know your boat. And there's going to be storms. There's going to be storms, hurricanes that you're going to have to get your boat through. And that's life. That's life. It's the reality of life. And once you understand the battlefield, you can prepare for it. Dakota fucking Meyer. I love you, man. Uh, People tell you this all the time. You know, I might not be your best friend, but you're, you are my best friend, man. You've saved me in a lot of ways. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege to show up. I appreciate it. It's easy. The easy part is doing my job. It's fucking easy. You're nuts. And thank you very much for for doing me the honor of coming on the show, man. And uh, I think this is a fucking all-timer. Thanks for having me Don't tell me you don't feel it. I love it. It's a good one. Thanks, man. Thank you.